you 
Hallelujah. Come on and bless the name of the Lord in this house this morning. Come on and give him a great big praise. Clap your hands. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. We will follow him forward. Amen. That means I'm not going back. I'm going straight ahead. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Come and let us exalt his name together. To you who are here in person, to you who are watching online, go ahead and share this with your neighbor and your friends. You have a minute too in here to share this with your neighbor and your friends. If you want to get on those phones real quickly and let them know that we're in K Chapel. You're watching live. You're here live. And we're going to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth why because God is great and he is greatly to be praised does anybody know the Lord is a good God this morning does anybody come to worship the name of the Lord come on and tell the Lord thank you this morning hallelujah blessed be the name of the Lord let us pray this morning eternal God our father how great you are we magnify your holy name thank you for this day a brand new day that you've given it to us a day unlike any other and God, we bless your name. We glorify your name. We give you honor, glory, and praise. Thank you for a new day. You open our eyes to this new reality, this new experience. And God, right now, you've given us new mercies. You've given us a new opportunity to thank you, a, a new moment to praise your holy name, a new day to see new things and to, to declare new mercies. God, Thank you now. Come into this house. Minister to our hearts. Meet us at this sacred place, at this sacred hour. Because you know, oh God, what we stand in need of. We're here, yes, but some of us are here lonely. We're here, yes, but some of us are here depressed. God, you know what's on our hearts. You know what's on our minds. You know what we carry in our spirits down into the depths of our souls. But God, we know, oh God, that you have everything that we need. Lord, we need to hear a word from you this morning. We need our joy to be restored. We need our hopes to be renewed. We need our faith to be strengthened again. God, do it again right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we'll open our mouths and give you the praise that's due your name. Not after you do it, but even before you do it. Because we believe that as we ask it, we shall receive it according to your glory. Thank you, God. Thank you for meeting us here now. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your spirit. Lord, we feel you now. Have your way, O oh God. In this service, have your way, O oh God. In our lives, have your way, O oh God. In our homes, have your way, O oh God. In our relationships, have your way, O oh God. When we go to work tomorrow, have your way, O oh God. Do what you want to do in the name of Jesus. God, somebody needs you afresh right now. Somebody needs you right now to stand by them, to be by, to hold their hands, to let them know that what they're going through, they're not going through it by themselves. You said you never leave us. You said you never forsake us. And because of that, we can go through whatever we're going through, moving forward. Thank you, God. We ask it in Jesus' name. And for his sake, we pray. Amen. Amen. I said amen. amen. And amen. 
Amen. God bless you. Listen, we want you to stand to your feet as we now worship the Lord through our singing and our praising and our giving thanks unto God through our song. Uh, anybody glad to be in the service this morning? That's what the praise team is going to let us know, that we are glad. Glad to be in the house of prayer one more time. We're going to put these virtual voices with this live band and we're going to worship the Lord together. Come on, y'all. If you're glad about it, let's let the Lord know. All right. the highest praise. Get the highest oh yeah. Hallelujah. You are holy. You are holy. Lord, we exalt. Lord, we exalt Say that again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy. You are worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You get the highest praise. Hallelujah. You are holy. Lord, we exalt.
you're glad? Oh yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. You've been good to us. Food on our, our table. Clothes on our back. Way out of nowhere. We thank you for each and every day. Matthew Duvall. The scripture for the morning will come from the fifth chapter of Luke, verses 36 through 39, and they read as follows. And he spake also a parable unto them. No man putteth a piece of new garment upon an old. If otherwise, then both the new maketh the rent. And the piece that was taken out of the new agreeth not with the old. And no man putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine will burst the bottles and be spilled, and the bottles shall perish. But the new wine, new wine must be put into new bottles, and both are preserved. No man also having drunk old wine straightway desireth new. For he saith, the old is better. God's word for God's people. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pause to say thank you for our many blessings. We thank you for ordering our steps and putting your hedge of protection around our families daily. We say a special prayer for those families that are suffering from bereavement, Father, we ask that you keep them encouraged and remind them that you are a refuge and strength and an ever-present help in times of trouble. We thank you for our pastor that will be providing a spoken word this morning. And despite the challenging times, we are so thankful for the ability to remain connected to our K Chapel Church family. Father, I ask that today's lesson inspire us all to remain faithful in our work of being the type of Christian that you intended us to be. We ask these and other blessings in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Listen, if you hadn't had a chance, look at look at a neighbor that you hadn't seen and just wave at him. I know we don't fellowship. Yeah, look at somebody you hadn't seen. Wait, give him a good wave. Tell him hello this morning. Amen. Amen. Y'all can say hello. It's all right. It's all right. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, it's time to worship God, continue to worship God through our giving. There are any number of ways that you can give here at K Chapel. Those of you who came through the doors, we want to remind you that we aren't passing trays, but there are baskets uh, at each entrance. So if you have not given already as you leave uh, service this morning, we invite you to drop your offering and your tithes in the baskets as you leave. Also, for those of you who are watching online, you can give by way of the K Chapel app. You can text to the number that's on your screen. As always, you can drop your offering offering and tithe off at the office however you give whenever you give we want you to do two things give liberally and give cheerfully why because the lord loves what a cheerful giver and listen i'm a witness this morning that whatever you need god is able i wish i had some folk who wouldn't mind testifying that god is able i don't care what you're going through god we serve an able god it might get tough it might get difficult but there is nothing too hard for our God, I wish I had a witness in this house. God is, he's able.
us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this offering that is being received today as it will be used of the uplifting of your kingdom. As we journey through the days ahead, we ask, Father, that you prepare our journey, guide our footsteps, and the Holy Spirit watch over us on every path we follow. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. Good morning, K Chapel Church family. God is so good. You know, Ian, if you're listening online, you sang that song, brother. Uh, amazing. I am extremely honored this morning to give emphasis on our pastor anniversary uh, celebration events. You know, I always got to start with an icebreaker. So respectfully, I'm going to ask that everybody, would you please just stand up for a moment? We're going to give our pastor and our first family a hand. Amen. Come on, let's, I know it's only 150 in here, but let's pretend like we got 450 in here. Again, there you go. And the people online, we're asking if you could, if you could throw your different emojis out, if you could, if you could put some love signs out there. Definitely, uh, we love you. Yeah, you may be seated. So I'm going to stick to my script because my wife wants me to. Uh, respectfully, I can go on and on about our pastor. We are so proud of this brother, his family. God is so good to Kate Chapel. A pastor's anniversary is, an important, is important because it recognizes years of service and celebrates the experience, growth, and progress of a church under a particular pastor's administration. Our pastors and spiritual leaders need the love, encouragement, and inspiration that comes with these great celebrations. On behalf of the Cade Chapel Missionary Baptist Church Program Committee, we want to thank each of you for your great participation in our previous pastor anniversary events and services. Despite the limitations due to the pandemic under the direction of Sister Bonnie McNeil Harris, we have been determined to show our love in the most creative ways as our pastor of 14 years and his wonderful family definitely deserves it. K Chapel Church family, we know from Jeremiah 3:15 that God chose priests to watch over us and protect us from all danger, naturally and spiritually. God anointed them with power to come against anything that will hinder our walk with him, our creator. Sheep are known to respond to the voice of their shepherd. They understand that the shepherd would never bring them harm or and that the provided guidance keeps them safe and moving forward to new pastures. I sound like a preacher. Okay. <laughs> there is nothing much thanks that a sheep can give besides gathering close to his what? His shepherds. Thessalonians 5 verses 12 through 13 says, and now friends, we ask you to honor those leaders who work so hard for you, who have given the response, who have been given the responsibility of urging and guiding you along in your obedience. Overwhelm them with appreciation and love. My K Chapel Church family, in echoing the words and keeping the great enthusiasm of my fellow program committee member, Sister Mary Coleman, we are blessed beyond measure to honor our pastor of 14 years with a 14th anniversary service, celebration service, Sunday, July 25th. His faithful leadership is unparalleled, and we thank God for equipping him to lead us during this most challenging of times. We're asking that each church member contribute $50 to a love offering for the pastor and his family. 
we have special envelopes. I have one in my hand, but and it's not in my hand now, but we have special envelopes here at the church. I apologize for that. Special envelopes here at the church that you can pick up when you come to pass, pass in your offering or pick up your communion, or you can give on the K Chapel app. I will actually say this. We are on this journey together. We're so excited to celebrate the hard work and dedication of our pastor. May God bless you. May God keep you. And may he forever give you his peace. Thank you so much. Good envelopes. Bless you. When you can say of yourself that you sound like a preacher. I'm just saying Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that uh, tribute and those wonderful words. Uh, we certainly, it is our pleasure to provide uh, leadership for this great church. And uh, 14 years uh, have gone by some, some swiftly. Uh, we thank God that he has been faithful to us. My wife continues to stay by my side and pray for me and pray with me push me and encourage me and I ain't gonna take my eyes off of you I'm gonna keep looking at you amen because I thank God for you and all that you do in me for us and our family my two children are here this morning they're up there working and or playing I'm not sure but they doing something amen they're working all right they're working thank God for them uh, as well Jonathan and Anna Anna just finished a uh, summer program at, at Ole Miss, so she just got back this weekend. Thank God for her. And Jonathan is uh, busy working, uh, making that summer money. Amen, amen, amen. Glad I got a boy that ain't afraid of work. Amen, amen. So love them dearly. Amen. Listen, we want to ask that you keep uh, the Cheatham and the Robinson families in your prayer, certainly. Uh, you know that we laid to rest Brother Bruce Cheatham and Brother Jimmy Robinson on last week, uh, tremendous uh, souls, tremendous spirits, tremendous soldiers uh, in the in the kingdom of God. And so we ask that you keep those families uh, in your prayers that God will certainly uh, see to them and tend to them and minister to their hurts and their grieving hearts. I want to also uh, congratulate, a word of congratulations to uh, our virtual vacation Bible school staff, uh, did a wonderful, that's right, amen. Go ahead and give them some applause. Uh, Sister Linda Butler, are you, there she is. Sister Butler, God bless you and to your staff and all uh, who played a part in making sure that this is, this is, this is the second year, second virtual vacation Bible school uh, that we've hosted. Uh, and so thank you all, to the teachers and to the technical staff and all who played a part in making sure that this pandemic does not stop uh, good Bible teaching, amen. Amen. The pandemic has not stopped us, but it's in fact has propelled us and caused us to lean into uh, new technologies and new ways of delivering the word. And so thank you uh, for your for your commitment uh, and for your dedication uh, to to the ministry of vacation uh, Bible school. I uh, want to um, listen. Let me let me also let me also say a word uh, about today and the rest of this month. We are continuing to make our way towards uh, September. September we have designated as uh, the month when we will regather uh, in person uh, with, with in, in full capacity. That is our hope. That is our plan. 
we have uh, implemented, as of last week, we brought the uh, leadership team together, uh, had a meeting, and we, we are implementing what we're calling a capacity step-up plan uh, by which we are able to uh, regularly increase uh, the numbers that we allow in, in service, uh, services in the sanctuary, meetings in the sanctuary. Uh, you know, we started, when we started this in May, we started at 75 capacity. Uh, what we have decided is that on the first Sunday of July, uh, which is today, we will increase that capacity to 150 for the month of July. And then on the first Sunday of August, we will increase that capacity to 225 in, uh, in the hopes. Amen. Hey, I got one. Amen. <laughs> Somebody's excited about it. Amen. Bless the Lord. And so we're, we're excited about that potential and possibility and the planning as we move forward uh, to, to full capacity services. Uh, what that means is that we want you to continue to do what you're doing in terms of pre-registering for services. Uh, I think we had about 100 that registered today. Looks like we, we may be a little under that. I guess people are, are on vacation, uh, but, but we want you, if you register, we want you to show up, y'all, because somebody wants these seats. Amen. If you register, show up. Amen. And so we're going to have 125, I'm sorry, um, um, 150, amen, for the month of July, 225 for the month of August, and then full capacity by September. That is a assuming, assuming uh, that there are no, uh, no recommendations from the CDC that, that tell us to do otherwise. Uh, we certainly are watching uh, the, the, the Delta variant. Uh, we are aware of, of the transmittability, transmittability of it, and we are uh, taking the necessary precautions. We will still wear our masks. We will still do the screen checks. We will still provide uh, hand sanitizer at all the stations. All of those precautions will still be in place even as we gather and the numbers uh, increase. But if we see that uh, things are taking a, a different turn, we will adjust accordingly. Accordingly. Uh, this is a moving target, which means we have to be nimble and dynamic and not static in our movement, but we have to uh, respond accordingly. So these are the plans going forward, uh, and if necessary, we will adjust them accordingly. Amen? Amen. Amen. Listen, can we say happy birthday to all of our July babies this morning? Amen. Any July babies in here? Any July babies? Amen. Y'all stand up. Happy birthday to our July babies. Let's give them a happy birthday. And then to all the July babies at home watching, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Summer babies, amen. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, and God keep you. And listen, uh, sing, uh, Pastor Emeritus has a birthday in July as well, uh, July 14th. Y'all, he, he, I don't think it's, you can tell a man's age. You're supposed to, he's turning 80, y'all. He's turning 80, uh, July 14th. So we wish Pastor Emeritus a happy birthday as well, amen. Listen, we're gonna uh, get one more selection before the word of God.
Can anybody agree with that? <laughs> Have you been through too much mm, to worship him? I don't know about you, but he's been too good for me to be quiet. <laughs> he's been good, too good for me to keep my seat. I, <laughs> the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord ought to say so. Ought to say something. If I couldn't say a word, <laughs> I'd just wave my hand at least. But I, I've been through too much now to worship him. <laughs> He's been so good. been through something mm. shame on you if you've been through something and you still quiet shame on you if God brought you through anything and you sitting there like you ain't been through anything shame on you but but if you've been through something and you know if it had not been for the Lord on your side yeah if it had not been for God opening the door if it had not been for the Lord coming in that sick room in that surgery room if it had not been for God stopping by that operating table if it had not been for the Lord meeting you in the courtroom if it had not been for God I've been through too much to be quiet I've been through too much to keep my hands down I've been through too much to keep my seat God to be praised I've been through storms I've been through rains I've been through sickness I've been through his name oh bless his name now I don't believe in whipping folk to praise him I don't believe in that I don't believe in 
shaming folk to praise him, but every now and then you may need to be reminded that God is good. Every now and then you might need to be reminded of the stuff you've been through. And if I can help encourage you, I don't mind in doing that. I ain't going to whoop you, but if I can encourage you to worship him. My God. Some mother brought, God brought your child back home to you. You've been through too much not to worship him. Mama. Mm. Got your child out of jail. You've been through too much <laughs> not to worship him. Mm. Open that door that folks said would never be open to you. You've been through too much not to worship him. Came through COVID. Yeah. I've been through too much My God, my God I'm going to try to preach but I mm. Yeah
then he spoke a parable to them. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one. Otherwise, the new makes a tear. And also the piece that was taken out from the new does not match the old. No one puts new wine in old wineskins or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled and the wineskins will be ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins and both are preserved. And no one having drunk old wine immediately desires new for he says the old is better. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to use as a subject this morning, a new way for a new day, a new way for a new day. I will warn you if you check out of this sermon, waiting for me to get to the three points, you're going to miss the sermon. So you really have to listen. You know how y'all do. <laughs> Try to time me and figure out he's going to be winding up now. You're going to miss it. Because <laughs> there are no points, just a few rambling thoughts that I want to try and share with you in some organized way this morning. Let me start by saying change is something that does not come easily as creatures of habit we tend to do what we like to do without even much thought we we do what we do because we know how to do it and even if, even if we don't like what we do, we do it because it's easier to keep doing what we're already doing because at least we know how to do it. Rather than to do the hard work of change, we just keep doing what we already know because change takes time. When you're working with people, change takes compromise and cooperation. Change takes creativity and change takes open-mindedness and change most importantly takes sacrifice it means giving up something giving up some of your pleasures and some of your preferences giving up some of your likes and some of your longings, giving up some of your ways and some of your practices. And over, over, over the course of the last 15 months, we have been made to do just that, change. Do church just a little bit differently, change. In just about every aspect, we've had to modify, adjust, alter, change. And although we are beginning to regather now in person with some regularity, we are still largely operating with a very 
different mindset in place using different methods you saw this morning something we've been doing for a while now we do music differently these singers come throughout the week and record their voices and they engineer it and practice together and rehearse together so that on Sunday morning they can put recorded voices with live music and give us a presentation we do it differently we do ministry meetings and business meetings differently we do Sunday school differently we do the giving of our tithes and offerings differently we fellowship new members into the church differently we assemble ourselves together differently just about every aspect of the church as we know it has shifted to a different way of operating and in some of what we've had to do differently we have discovered more efficiency more effectiveness even more consistent engagement. In some instances, we have found the ability to connect Cade with a broader audience, not bound by geography. It's been a blessing to our ministry and to those who have found in us a new place for spiritual nourishment. And let me say to you who are watching online, the emails and the letters and the note cards that I have received from you who have connected with us and you who have become a regular part of online attendees as well as faithful financial partners has been absolutely encouraging and wonderfully inspiring and I thank you. We thank you for becoming a part of us even though you are not here with us. It is inspiring. At a time when it was unclear if we were even reaching anyone effectively or making any impact in terms of discipleship and evangelism. But let me hasten to say, let me hasten to say, Deacon Moncure, that everything has not been an improvement. I think we can agree that there are some things about the church that operate better when we are physically together. Sunday school is one of those things. It operates better when we come together in person many aspects of our children's ministry and youth ministry are done better when we can bring children and youth to this place there are many other aspects of our church ministry that over the course of the last 15 months has allowed us to re-envision and reimagine and reconsider how we do what we do i know there are arguments to be made on both sides some this season has been a complete interruption of what we like and what we enjoy and what we prefer. An interruption that can't end too soon so that we can get back to how things used to be, how church used to go and what we used to do. However, for others, this has not been an interruption but rather a disruption a disruption of some things that we've longed to see done differently. Not an interruption, but a disruption. A disruption that has allowed us to break out of the monotony of ministry and be a bit more creative. 
a bit more flexible and a bit less formal with things that were being done more out of tradition than out of any doctrinal principle. And this morning, I want to ask you here and you who are watching online, I want to ask you this question. Have you seen this season as an interruption or a disruption? Have you seen the last 15 months as an interruption or have you seen it as a disruption? Because how we move forward has a lot to do with how you have interpreted the last 15 months. Let me try and make it plain. If, if you see this as having been an interruption, then it means that it has mostly been a temporary pause of things that will eventually resume. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. You see, is that an interruption? Then, then, then an interruption means that you just put some stuff on the shelf that you intend on picking up. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Just as soon as you can get back in here. Wish I had a witness in here. But if you see it as a disruption, then rather than a temporary pause, this is an opportunity to pivot. Rather than a shelving of things, this is a shifting. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me in here. If it has been an interruption, then you just been holding your breath. <laughs> Waiting for things to get back to normal. But if it is a disruption, you've been breathing in new ideas. You've been drawing from different experiences, considering different approaches and the utilization of different platforms. If it's been an interruption, then you have been focused more on the inconveniences of this season. But if it's a disruption, you've been exploring the inefficiencies of what we've been doing and how we can do it better. If it's been an interruption, you've been languishing in the memory of what was. But if it's been a disruption, you have leaned into the possibility of what could be. As an interruption, you've spent a lot of time asking God, why did you let this happen? But if it's a disruption... You've been asking God, God, what do you want us to do coming out of this? How do you want us to minister? What would you have us to do differently? Where would you have us to serve and how would you have us to do it? And this, this is where I believe God best works with us. When we are open enough and desirous enough to ask of God, God, where are you? What are you doing? And what do you want to do with us? Because here's what I'm convinced of, Kate. That we must embrace a new way for a new day. A new way for a new day. That's what this text is about. Jesus is a guest in the home of Matthew, a tax collector whom he's recently called to become one of his disciples. And tax collectors were seen as turncoats 
among the Jews because they were officers of the Roman Empire who worked to empower the oppressor. They made their living from taxing their fellow Jewish brothers, which made them targets for public disdain. Jesus sees Matthew, a tax collector, sitting in his booth one day and says to him, follow me. And apparently the acceptance that Jesus shows Matthew and the affirmation that Jesus gives to Matthew was enough for Matthew to leave everything that he had and follow Jesus. Matthew had been rejected, but Jesus received him. Matthew had been defamed, but Jesus made of him a disciple. And with that, Matthew hosts Jesus in his house for a dinner party. You read it, it's in your Bible. All of Matthew's friends show up, all of his fellow tax collectors, the, the hoodlums and the thieves, and all, all, all the social pariahs of the day were there. And, and Jesus is there in the midst of, of this crooked, uh, these crooked crooks, eating and drinking with them. The Pharisees lodge an attack upon Jesus and his disciples. They say to him, why are you eating and drinking with these folk, sinners, publicans, tax collectors, and here you are calling yourself the son of God. Don't you know the kind of company you're in? And if that were not enough, they take their inquiry further, asking about their religious practices and how they were doing church. Listen to them. They say, John and his disciples fast and pray often, but you and your disciples, y'all don't fast, and as much as we see, y'all don't pray very much. Here you are eating and drinking. What are we to do with this kind of church? It's a change. You're doing things so differently than what we are, watch this, used to. It's Jesus' response to this change that serves as our lesson for today. For Jesus, in essence, says to their charge, it's a new way for a new day. There's no need of us fasting, watch this, when I'm with you. I'm already here. Why are you fasting? It's a new way for a new day. It's a new dispensation that requires a new doctrine and a new discipline, a new way for a new day. And then to try and make this teaching practical, Jesus then tells this parable, the parable that serves as our text. You don't put, he says, an old garment and a new garment together because the new garment will pull away from the old and rip it. They can't be together. He said, you don't put new wine in old wine skins or old bottles because the new wine will break the bottles and the wine will be spilled and the bottles will be broken and you'll have nothing good left of that situation. <laughs> I want you to listen. I'm almost through. Listen to what the Lord says to us as a church but also to you in your personal spiritual life. When God is giving you something new to do, don't try to attach it to something old. When God is giving you something new to do, don't try to stitch it 
to something old because they will not agree. They will pull apart. And some of us are guilty of that, trying to tack this on to this and stitch this on to that and act like it's okay. You're wondering why it won't work because they're pulling apart. When you try to force new wine into old wineskins, Jesus says, both will be destroyed. You need new wineskins for new wine. What Jesus is saying is that this new spirit that I'm bringing cannot be contained by your old structures. This new spirit that I'm introducing cannot be held by your old containers. This new way of life, this new understanding, this new doctrine requires new bottles, new containers, new skin. On a personal level, this means that you got to understand that being saved means that you got to have some new skin. Salvation is an inward reality. God makes of us new creatures and gives to us new spirit. But that new spirit must dwell in some new skin. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying it's not enough for you to be saved and have the same old body. Be saved and have the same old mouth. Be saved and have the same old mind. Be saved and have the same old mentality, the same old attitude, the same old personality, the same old disposition, the same old mindset. Jesus says with this new wine, you need some new wine skinned. In other words, Lord, I'm glad that you saved me, but now change me. Change my mind, change my ways, change my body, change my members, change my likes and my dislikes so that I will be new with this new spirit that resides within me. Make me over as as you have saved my soul, now save my skin. (laughs) Fix my mouth. So I don't say the stuff I used to say. Y'all looking at me mighty strange. Fix fix my mind so I don't think the way I used to think. Fix fix my hands and fix my skin so they don't want the things that they used to want. Fix, Fix me. You've given me this new wine. Let me have some new skin for what you've put inside of me. Likewise. When it comes to the church, if we want new wine, we must become new wine skins. Now that's the good news of the text. That we can become new wine skins. Watch this, y'all, because I know you've been wondering about it. Let me say it. Jesus does not say get rid of everything that's old. Wish y'all would talk to me in here. You, you don't find that in here. That's not what he's saying. He isn't saying that old bottles have no purpose or no value and that you should put them aside and, and leave them alone. Just the opposite. Jesus invites us to become new wine skins. But you got to read it in his Greek to get that translation. The two words in the Greek for our English word new, they are naos and kynos. Naos and kynos. When you read Luke 5 and 37, it says, uh, no one puts new wine, new wine there, new is naos. 
new wine, nails. Nails means new. Nails in that text, in that in that path, in, in, in that in that part of the, 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 the text, new means young, recently born. New, young, recently born. It literally means recently born. Recently born wine. No one puts recently born wine, nails. But then when you get down to the part where it talks about new wine skins, it doesn't say nails, it says kynos. Now we translate that new. But in the Greek, kynos, that same is a different word. It says you don't put new wine, new wine, young wine, recently born wine. You don't put new wine in kynos wine skins. Kynos suggests renewal you, 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 in other words put it, put it in watch this put it in wineskins that have been refreshed it is a renewal of sorts in other words don't, don't put new wine in bottles let me say it like this here it is don't put new wine in bottles that have not been refreshed don't put new wine in bottles that have not been renewed. Don't put new wine in bottles that have not been prepared because when you have hardened mindsets about how things have been and how things have to go, when you have hardened concepts about what must be done and who must do it, you cannot receive new wine. And both the wine and the bottles will be destroyed. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying... There's some new things, new spirit, new wine that God pours into the church, this church. And in order for us to receive it, we cannot be hardened. Somebody came to church a few weeks ago, looked around, said, where the clock at? I said, Clock gone. Well, why the clock gone? Because we needed a camera. And the clock was in the perfect place for the camera. And really wasn't nobody here to keep time. Wish I had a witness in here. Just me. What are you saying? I'm saying that as we regather, we might see some new things, some new positions, some new furnishings, some new structures, some new wine being poured into this new space for which we cannot be so hardened on what things used to be, where things used to be, how things used to be, that we can't receive new wine. Herein lies the challenge for most people who have been in the church for a long time. Asking the Lord to renew us because over time we become stuck in our ways. Over time we become stuck in our understandings. Over time we become unmovable even in our ministries because we like what we like. We do what we like. We don't move from anything being where it was because we like it where it was. Which breeds stagnancy emanating from a sense of satisfaction. And that's the problem with many churches we become satisfied. But I need 10 people this morning, and I'll make 11. 
who will declare that I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied with where we are when I know where we could be. I'm not satisfied with our level of evangelism when I consider the condition of our communities. I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied when the number of people killed in Jackson the first six months of this year exceed the number of people who confess Christ through our ministry all of last year. I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied with having church and doing church and not being consistently the church. I'm not satisfied with our discipling largely being location specific when we have a growing digital audience looking for us for guidance and fellowship. I'm not satisfied having Bible study when we need a whole division of discipleship classes specifically for young families and parents and couples. I'm not satisfied having traditional Sunday school when over the last 10 years we've seen the attendance trends that suggests that young families want and need something different for their children. I'm not satisfied with preaching on Sunday mornings when our people need access to therapy throughout the week to work through their trauma and their grief and their life transitions. I'm not satisfied with the senior apartments when young families need quality, affordable housing too. I'm not satisfied with operating a preschool when parents need and want more options for educating their children. It's a new day. And we need new wine that's being poured out by the Spirit of God. And today we need to become those new wine skins, unrigid but flexible, sensitive to the dynamic movement of the Spirit of the Lord and willing to move with him in new ways and plant new ministries in new spaces, both physical and digital. Embrace new systems and utilize new technologies that make ministry more efficient. Some of you, some of the ministries have already begun seeing some of this new stuff that we're asking ministries to start doing that will help with the administrative process. We have a new business manager in place. We're introducing new software that will help with the management of spaces and facilities. We're going to need ministries to do things a little bit differently. I wish y'all would talk to me in here. We need you to work with us, not fight us. This ain't the way we used to do it, I know. It's a new way. For a what? A new day. A new day. Y'all know what? I used to, I used to have to call the office whenever I wanted a phone number of one of our members. I used to have to call the office and ask Patrice to send me and text me the number. And she would get it to me. Thank God for that. But you know, I got all y'all's numbers right here now. I got your number. I got your number. I know children who, who their parents are now. I ain't got to be trying to figure out who's, who, who your mama. Got it all right here. Because it's a new way for a new day. And as we move into these new spaces that allow us to do ministry more efficiently, more effectively, work with us as we grow together.
as we go together. Will it all be perfect? No. Will we figure out that some of this stuff is overkill? Yes. But as we go and grow, let's do it together. Let's do it together. As new wineskins, open and receptive to hearing and seeing and doing church differently as God gives us the power to do it. I simply want to end by saying get ready because the new wine is not coming. It's already here. It's already here. It's already here. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you and give you his peace. I want to end by calling your attention to the one thing that Jesus says in this text. The last thing he says. He says, no one having drunk the old wine immediately desires the new. For he says, the old is better. It's, it's as if Jesus looks into this very moment. But he doesn't have to look into this moment because he knows what change means. And he knows that anytime you're going through change, people look at the new and the old and prefer the old way. We do it all the time. We look at our the stuff we like. I tell my children all the time, that ain't no music. Like the only music was from the 80s and the 70s. Because we like our stuff. We always think ours is better. What's that y'all doing? That ain't dancing. Ours is better. We look at cars. And they don't build them the way they used to. Ours are better. We look at fashion and clothes and them children dressing like that. Ours are better. Please understand. When we face this new day, I believe Jesus gives us new grace. New grace to see with new eyes and understand that just because we prefer one thing doesn't mean it's always better. It may be familiar, but it doesn't mean it's better. It may be your preference, and that's okay because we all have them. But it doesn't mean it's better. And all I ask is that as a church, as a community of faith, that we be open to hearing and saying to the Lord, Lord, fix me. Oh, mm. Fix me. Mm. Fix me. Oh, fix me. Mm. Oh, fix me. That ought to be your prayer. Fix me. Fix me, Jesus. <laughs> fix me. That's it. That's it. 
through the atoning and the redeeming blood shed on Calvary's cross. I'm a living witness. It'll fix you. When nothing else can, it will fix you. It'll fix the sin-sick soul. It'll fix the diseased mind. It'll, it'll fix the hardened heart. It'll fix the cold personality. Oh, it'll fix you. It'll fix your mean disposition. It'll, it'll fix you. It'll warm cold hearts. It'll lift up bowed down heads. It'll fix you. If you're here this morning, if you're there in your home and you're ready to be fixed, I want you to pray this prayer. Lord, come into my heart. You know what I need. And I believe that you have it. Cleanse me of my sin. Purge me of my unrighteousness. Save my soul. Heal my mind. I believe you to be the son of God. I believe you died on a cross for my sin. I believe you rose again from the dead. By faith, I accept you now in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Now, if you prayed that prayer for the first time and you're here, I want to invite you to come and meet me at this altar at the conclusion of service. If you prayed that prayer and you're at home, I want you to call the number that's on your screen. Somebody's there waiting to pray with you, talk with you, and give you next steps on how to live out your faith and connect with us here at K Chapel. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and give you his peace. Oh, fix me, fix me, Jesus. Won't you stand? That's a wonderful prayer. Oh, fix me. of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit. Rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.